When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you want more? More. Oh, uh, this good? Oh, wow, that was extreme. Edging with Tucker and Mora. I think about you all the time. I can't get you off my mind. They only knew who I've been talking to. Got a place off the park. I'll come on by after dark. Is nervous then when you let me in. We were hanging at cross down parties. Oh, just killing time until the main event. And it song from the Arcos. Sounds good. So but it's actually just Arcos and not the Arcos, so I've just lost all credibility. <laughs> I didn't know that, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. You know, there's those bands that you just put a the in front. A lot of people put the the in front of Arcos, but it's just Arcos. Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones. Tragically Hip? The Tragically Hip. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. I'm sure they're used to it by now. Uh, opening up the podcast with Arkells because this podcast features an interview with Max and Nick as they were on the verge of releasing their brand new album maybe maybe if you're listening to this on september 20th it's the day before the new album comes out mm-hmm. in fact when you hear this uh, interview you may hear reference to an event that's taking place in the afternoon on september 20th disregard that if it's after after <laughs> september 20th don't show up yeah yeah don't show up <laughs> if you're listening to this in november 2024 mm-hmm. these podcasts kind of live forever they do um, so yeah, there's that to keep in mind. Uh, you know, hard to find a nicer group of guys in music. Uh, don't think I've ever had a conversation with Max where he wasn't just lovely. Yes. Uh, that was my first time meeting Nick. Mm-hmm. A really good guy. I, I didn't say it to them, but it's still, I've never seen them live. And I know I have to get to a show because they are a band where if you like the music, and then you go see them play. Apparently, they just your love for that band increases times ten. Yeah, I've seen them before. Yeah, I was very impressed. I wasn't like the biggest. Um, I, I like Arkell's music, but I wasn't like a super fan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Friends had some tickets, brought me to a show. I was blown away with how ener- energetic and entertaining yeah. they are. Their stage Where show. Where was the show? The ACC. 
Really? Scotia Bank Arena? Yeah, or yeah, so Scotia Bank Arena. So big venue. Yeah, that's what they do now. They do arenas. Certainly in Canada, uh, they they've built such a following of fans that they're playing the biggest uh, arenas mm-hmm. in the country, and it's uh, in part because of the music, and in part because anyone who's been to a show wants to go to another. Yeah. And I haven't not gone because I have not interested. It just has never worked out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. When I have the opportunity to go, I can't go. You know, it's weird because they do play enough that I should have gone to a show by you're, now, and yeah, I just haven't. You're the kind of guy that goes to shows by himself, just walks into a show, never heard of the band, and will go and buy mm-hmm. a ticket for 40 bucks. And I've done that. Yeah. Uh, not a lot, but I am not opposed to it by any means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like because I have um, a venue where I live called the Danforth Music Hall, where mm-hmm. I can walk to, and I've walked, been out for a walk. There was this one night... I was a bit high. I was a bit drunk. <laughs> My family was in Montreal for Thanksgiving. Yeah. All, and you were all here. All great stories and, start and, like that. Okay? <laughs> and uh, and I, I was like craving ice cream. So I just went for a walk to uh, the top of the street. You're to like Baskin Robbins. Yeah. And got like a double scoop waffle cone. You did? And then I proceeded to, I was listening to tunes. It was a nice night. It was like really warm Thanksgiving weekend. This guy walking around with an ice yeah, cream just cone. Just giving her a big lip <laughs> sitting on the side of the street. <laughs> Such a cheese ball like story. Right, I, I'd been I'd, I'd gone sailing all day, and I was just I was having the best day. Yeah. And so now I'm out, and I got like a perfect buzz going. Yeah, and I see oh, there's a show tonight at the Danforth Music Hall, and uh, I go up to the bouncer, mm-hmm. whatever from Dorman. I'm like, hey, uh, they sold out. And they're like, no, I don't think so. So then I go to my Spotify, and I'm like, who's this? And I was like, oh, I know this song. It was Bishop Briggs. Oh, mm-hmm. back kind of earlier when uh, I guess River was that the big song? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So they let you in. So they said uh, the box office may be just closing now. So I went and they're like, yeah, and it was maybe forty bucks. Are you done that ice cream cone? Because I can't imagine yeah, the bouncer. Yeah, yeah, they made you throw done. it out. They made you throw it out. <laughs> no no was, cone inside. No cone. <laughs> uh, can you can you picture T-Bird standing there talking to the bands or holding his ice cream cone? <laughs> so who's the band playing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the ice cream was done. I was on a date with myself, oh. and it was going very well. Yeah. I'm surprised that your IBS would have let you, after having a double scoop waffle cone, you know let you go stand in a show. Ice cream's not a problem if it's real ice cream. If it's soft ice cream, I would have uh, not made it through the end of the show. <laughs> I can't handle that. Right. Whatever it is, all that synthetic stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, I went in, and wa- uh, I think she had been on for maybe, it was she was starting her second song. It was perfect. And then I watched the show. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Walked on out of there. And then uh, picked up some chicks and had the best night. Oh, no, there we go. I just walked <laughs> home after. Yeah. yeah, I've gone to see Alexis on Fire at the Danforth Music Hall alone. Yeah. I, I kind of knew people that were going to be there and ran you know, into some people. But. I, I like that idea because then you can leave whenever you want. You can stand wherever you want to stand. I always like leaving a show a little bit early because I don't want to get I don't want to get caught in that door jam. <laughs> Who cares? I'd rather just wait a little longer in the venue and then leave a bit later <sighs> than, than miss out. Yeah, don't yeah, want those yeah. lights to come on and everyone. Uh, I don't like, go to a concert to leave early. You know that's not my intent. Oh, that's my intent. Yeah. Always got to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. you go, you go to a hockey game. And you leave before the third period's over every time. Well, like I like uh, the to Leafs get to bed. Game. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's like why even go if you're gonna miss <laughs> what could be the, the best part moment, of the game? Yeah. yeah. First period, I understand I'm there, not going. I'm there for the buildup. Okay, I'm there too early. I just peak nice and soon, and and then I'm gone. Yeah. So. 
people like somebody who peaks early at a party because you kind of get the energy up and then I leave. Laura goes for ice cream after the concert that she's left early. (laughs) That's right. That's right. What kind of flavor did you get, by the way? What do you think? You got like maple uh, pralines and cream. cream. Yeah, of course, always. Two scoops of pralines and cream? Yeah, man. Wow. (laughs) What? Wow. You're not mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, man. I can't believe that didn't make you shit yourself. (laughs) Honestly, I told you. Real ice cream doesn't make shit myself. (laughs) Soft ice cream. uh, I think the last time I was at an event, soft ice cream was a baseball game. (laughs) It was not good. Stomach starts rumbling and you know. Anyone will tell you that who's like works closely with a soft serve machine, they're like loading the bag in there and it doesn't seem right. You know, there's a bag of something and it's like oh yeah it's yeah. disgusting if you see that machine being reloaded it's awful <laughs> but when it comes out in that perfect swirl yeah, it's pretty tasty yeah and when on you're the way in it, but on the way down <laughs> uh it, it does make me thirsty though can you eat soft serve without having to chug like a drink no, after it's pretty tough it's yeah. true i find that with ice cream too you just need to cut the cream it's heavy yeah well, um, shall we? Let's get into this. Okay, our interview with Max and Nick of The Arkells. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Loving the vibe here. We don't need some fancy hotel. Max and Nick. From Arkells are here with yes, us. Yes, are. On the verge of a new album. It's new album Eve mm. for Arkells. It comes out tomorrow. Are you guys nervous? Or what does it feel like on the eve of a new album? Good question. It's, uh, we're definitely not nervous because this is going to be our, is that our eighth record? It's been, yeah. uh, there's been a bunch. It's not new. Yeah, but it's still bought. only eight in the course of an entire lifetime. It's not actually a lot. We've been doing a lot, we've been putting a lot of music though. Like, you know, we, to, Blink Once came out in September 2021, Blink Twice came out in September 22, and now we're in September 23. Do it while you're in the zone, right? While we're in the zone, but I'll say this record, as you can listen, as you can hear, it's it's very different from anything else we've ever, ever done. I and saw a post or something that was out, and it's like, oh, if you like, you know, national, you mm. like these bands, you know, you're gonna like this vibe from us. I'm I'm forgetting all the bands that you had. Yeah, on there, David on there. Brothers, Wilco, The National. Yeah, you know, I uh, we always love singer songwriter music, and a lot of the songs always start in that form, and then we have a tendency to sort of build them up and add layers and make them into these big grand things, which which I love. But for this record. We really want to keep it as raw and as intimate as possible and kind of just like live with happy little accidents, happy little mistakes that happened as we were recording. And we just wanted something that felt super honest and heartfelt. And because uh, the records, there's a lot of like love songs in there and they're kind of breakup songs. And it, we we recorded it sort of unknowingly that we were just kind of getting together to jam and hang out. And then we kind of turned around and said, oh, my God, it looks like we have an album on our hands. Nice. I guess the tendency to blow things up and dial everything up to 10 is, mm-hmm. is kind of a product of the live show too, right? Mm-hmm. Not wanting to have a soft seat, you know, theater experience yeah. for your fans. You want them to be like up and singing along. And some of the, you know, the, the more down tempo you get, the more likely someone wants to just be high sitting in a chair, <laughs> enjoying the music, yeah. you know, like yeah. Sunday vibes. But almost. that's okay. Yeah. 
Which is all right. There's nothing wrong with that. I love a good show like that, yeah. you know, depending on the, what you're trying to do. Well, we saw uh, Arctic Monkeys last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And they are so good because they have those, you know, high tempo, like super energetic rock songs. But their last few records, especially, like they have those vibey, more relaxing songs. And it was it was sweet. Like it felt great. It didn't feel, you know, bad at all going between them. So are you worried? We're taking ab- notes. Are you worried about how your fans will react because you're so known for that big, mm. booming stage show? Did you feel like you had oh. to warn them? Yeah, this is what you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. There is, it's funny. It's like there is a crossover, I think. It's, it's funny. If I go to a show at Budweiser Stage, and I like to go to see lots of different kinds of shows in and around the city, and I think there is a real crossover with like the singer songwriters. Like, you know, we, you know, we did the Great Cup with the Lumineers, and, and I think there's a real crossover between Lumineers fans and Arkells fans. And I, and the thing which was actually the probably most revealing is we did this record, Campfire Chords, which was just sort of acoustic versions of our bigger songs, and that was back in 2020. And I never really thought of it as a real record. I'm like, oh, it's just sort of like an acoustic version of, of you know, of our, of our bigger songs. And people are like, no, that's my favorite record. And I was like, oh, mm. okay, that's interesting. Oh. And also, you know, I do kind of get envious of the singer-songwriters because they make these records that you just kind of put on while you're drinking your coffee in the morning or at a dinner party or some quiet moment in your life. And, and I like, I kind of want to be the soundtrack. For, the, for those moments. Well, too. you say that, uh, you bring up the acoustic album and how it's somebody's favorite album. We were looking at the most expensive guitars of all time that have sold at auction. Mm. And surprisingly, Nirvana, uh, the, mm. you know, the, the unplugged, un- version? The the unplugged, unplugged version guitar sold more than the Nevermind guitar. And you're uh, like, geez, geez, that's crazy. Or I wonder if Alice in Chains, if their, if their biggest songs were all from the MTV Unplugs uh, album. I, I don't know the answer to that, but it definitely people appreciate that side of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You pay more attention to the lyrics, I find. Like, I love Nirvana, and it's, but it is kind of harder to like focus on what Kurt's saying when, you know, yeah. bashing away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about street signs and stuff like that and you, and I'm sure when you guys were first playing on Arkell like on the street that you're named after that who's got this sign somebody must have grabbed I think one often. I mean we've never stolen any of you, the signs you don't no, you need no, the sign no one has the sign anywhere like in in the band not one we, guy we never did but I know they do get stolen often we've heard from the city of Hamilton that uh, so they hate it yeah, yeah. it's a real pain oh. uh, yeah we were I was wondering I was like who lives in that house because yeah Mike and I lived at 85 Arkell and I'm curious to know so if you're listening and you know who who lives there now maybe we'll do like a porch concert one of these days yeah like you haven't just gone by on You're a driven walk. driven by and stuff. But like uh, you haven't knocked on the door and said, hey, you know, I used to live here. Yeah. I think it was for sale recently, actually. I, w- I will say those student houses we lived in, they seemed palatial at the time, but when you do go by now, yeah. you're, you're like, whoa, there was yeah. there was seven of us in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those people make a lot of money on those houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're all paying like, you know, thousands a month when you add it all up. It's cool to hear you guys say that you know, you want to write a record for people just having like a cup of coffee mm. on a Saturday morning. Do you, is this the first time you've ever thought about what people are doing when they're listening to your music? I think over the years it's kind of come up because people tell us where they, they listen to the music, right? And like there's some songs you're like, I'm listening to like knocking at the door before I go to the gym or something. 
or you know, and then it's been cool. There's other moments where it's like, yes, or, or hey, we like, got it, we got that one. <laughs> you know, or if they're picketing or something or that, like yeah, you know, like they want to get amped up. They, yeah, they if they're like a union workers and they're on strike, and that's always awesome. But then we've also had a bunch of songs that are like people's first dances at their weddings. They're like quitting you and and then some and my heart's always yours. Like we get emails every weekend being like, oh, this is the first dance at my wedding. And that's so cool. So I don't know. There's something kind of amazing being You ever shown up at a wedding or anything for a super fan and, and played a song live we, we, or? A couple times. And we've done, we do a lot of video shots. <laughs> Basically the <clears throat> routine is if somebody and wants a shout out for their wedding, we make them make a donation to a charity and then we... Okay, as opposed out. to going through like a cameo yeah, or something yeah. like that. No. Uh, what is what is the pressure like to interact with fans on social media? If someone slides into Arkell's music on Instagram as a DM, are you guys looking at that? Is that management running it? No, we're pretty involved in, in, in the reaching out and because and, we like to know who these people are and, and, and what we mean to them. But I will say Nick is the best because... Nick is the most like humble monk like person that we know, and we just get uh, DMs. Monk, no, Nick is a humble monk, and I'll get DMs being like, Hey, I just want to can you please send a thanks to Nick? He paid for our bill at sushi, or can we, he, Nick's always picking up people's bills and what? he never really? tells us. You like to we, surprise people yeah, with stuff like and, that? Well, and if just, they say not random people, if like we're, we're out and like someone's like, Hey, are you? From Nick. Markel's around. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Once once in a while. And so then you... It's, yeah. awesome. it's, it's a once in a while. He's like volunteering yeah. at like, you know, charities and like food banks and stuff. Like He's wow. doing all sorts of stuff we don't know about. That's nice. Yeah. That's hey, he seems cool. to want to shake it off this conversation. He doesn't want to what do you do for charity? No. <laughs> uh, we should talk about the new album's out tomorrow. It's called Laundry Pile with, with Max and Nick from Arkells. Uh, an event coming up this afternoon starting at 2, although I suspect you should probably get there earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves a laundry mat on Ossington. So what is going down here? All right, it's 180 Ossington. It's just south of uh, Dundas, right on the, on the main strip there. And, yeah, we shot a music video, Skin, at, at this laundromat, and we were thinking it wouldn't be interesting if we did a release event there because the album's called Laundry Pile, and we're going to have a laundry basket with 10 T-shirts on it, in it. Each T-shirt will have a different song title, mm-hmm. and we're and when a new group of 20 people comes in, we're going to take out that a T-shirt, and we're going to play that song. People can pick up their vinyl, and then the next group will come in. One Spin is the name of the event because get it? One. Yeah, one song, totally. one spin, and the spin with the uh, laundromat, laundromat spin cycle. Wink. Yeah, you, how many dumb agencies in Toronto have come up with ideas a thousand times worse than that? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> Weird time to show up at that laundromat, just hoping to do laundry later today. Yeah, be like, yeah. oh, what the hell's going on? Yeah, do, uh, do you kick people out, or can they finish their loads and folding <laughs> and stuff? Have you have you even thought about that? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a sign saying it'll be kind of closed oh, for okay. a private event. Fair yeah. enough. Fair okay, enough. so. That starts at two, but really, you know, if it's only tw- if it's twenty times, uh, would you say twelve songs? So well, there's ten songs. Oh, ten songs. But we're, sorry. But we're gonna do it until we're out of vinyl. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone ever given you guys like a piece of advice throughout your career, like a musical legend? Oh my god. <laughs> too, oh, too much? No, no. I thought you said <laughs> I didn't hear you say musical legend. I feel like every fifth person we meet oh. tells Max, like, yo. You should write a song. Oh, just like somebody who doesn't have a right to <laughs> yeah. give you any advice. My dog. Uh, you should write a song about my dog. Yeah. He's, he's really cute. And ha- have you ever actually 
I, and obviously probably not from just random people, but has someone in your life ever planted a seed that's grown into a song that it was something you didn't even think about? And then you're like, you know, yeah. my, my dad has good taste in music and uh, he's always sharing songs, like new songs he's listening to. He's not like some old curmudgeon who only listens to stuff from like the 60s and 70s. He's always onto something new. And he was like, Max, I'm really into the South African artist. Oh, it makes, I love the rhythm. It makes me go crazy. And he showed me the song and it was by this artist named Chico from South Africa who had a song called Sikulala Bebe. And I listened, I was like, this song sounds sick. And so we ended up sampling that for our song Relentless. So if you listen Whoa. to our song Relentless, like the, the bass of the track mm-hmm. is, is a Chico song. So dad. Dad. Dad has dad? his way in. Okay. Yeah. A friend of mine has a daughter that is at Queens this year. You guys, I guess you played Homecoming. <laughs> or not Homecoming, week. sorry, Frosh Week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was her birthday, and uh, you picked up her birthday hat out of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, crazy. And, yeah, crazy. And, and had, you know, obviously a special moment for her uh-huh. that she'll remember forever. You know, like how much of that stuff do you try and do when you're doing a live show where you have like, you know, special interactions with individual because i know it's like a, a show for everybody but no that's sort of the charm of of playing live is that you get to make these singular moments you know and i think that that's like so formative you know because nick and i went to shows like when we met at first year university in mcmaster and those shows stick out to us in such a profound way like what are the shows that we went to there's a sam roberts one was there some 41 yeah bedouin sound clash yep uh, and then we also went to shows at clubs and like, you know, we saw like Matt Mays and El Torpedo and the Constantines and the Weekends and Joel Plaskett and like all these. So I think music, when you're especially a young person, um, that's stuff that really sticks with you. Uh, th- those moments. Well, new album, Laundry Pile, is out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Show up at the laundromat on Ossington, mm-hmm. just right near Dundas mm-hmm. today. And we got uh, your own private show. Like Unbelievable. 20 people at a time. Yeah. Little art gallery exhibit. Get to buy the vinyl. You know, if you're not listening to it on vinyl, you're missing out. You're I, missing I, I, out. <laughs> I, we get into this discussion all the time: vinyl versus you know compact disc. And I'm not vinyl guy, so I always try it. Like I always have fun ripping on uh, on these two because you guys big. must have big vinyl collection. I feel like you and I would be the least vinyl guys. In I the just band. don't like stuff. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah I don't like any stuff. I don't like gear. Like I don't like musical equipment. Keep I, it easy, I don't right? Like anything. Yeah. yeah. Your phone, like I w- the fact we can talk about any song and pull it up and, and listen it to it on our phone is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. well, speaking of any song, what's a, what's the song you're listening to right now, Max? That you're like, oh, I wish I wrote this, or this is such a cool song. Oh, and there's uh, so many. Um, Nick, do you have some? I kind of want to look at my phone to see what I've been listening to lately. Nick, yeah. um, what do you got? I've been listening to this uh, artist named Samia. How do you spell Samia? S-A-M-I-A. Okay. Um, there's a song called Charm You I really like. And Max actually showed me this album, I think it was last year, by this, um, I think she's Canadian, Georgia Harmer. Oh, yeah. Sarah yeah. Harmer's niece or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've been listening to that a lot because she's playing in Ontario in the next month. So, I'm so this is Samia. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. If this was on vinyl, how long would it have taken you to find that record? Oh my god! I would have been like, "Hang on, I'm right back here. <laughs> I'm in the S's." <laughs> Max, um, you know, I'm looking up at your scoreboard here in the studio, and mm-hmm. I, I see a coin. Uh, oh yeah. And you know, so we toured with Coin, and um, I remember sending Chase, the singer of the band, early demos <clears throat> from Laundry Pile, 
and specifically the title track, he really helped shape that song just via text. Because every so I'd send him kind of updated versions of the mix, and every time he would, uh, every time we added something that w- that we kind of knew in our heart was a little unnecessary, he said, oh, "That feels like just not as honest as the earlier version." Wow! And I was I thought that was such a profound way uh, to to describe music making is like these are really honest songs. Just try to keep it as honest as possible. Is there any particular song from Coin that you would listen to, or is there? Uh, you, I could tell you the most streamed song. What, is it Chapstick? It's not Chapstick. Oh, I'm surprised. It? Oh, it's is like it Crash My Car. No, it's this song by a like a huge oh, talk margin. Too much. Oh, talk yeah. too much. Yeah, that's an early one for them. Do you guys know what the most streamed song is for you? Uh, probably, is it Leather Jacket? Okay, I'm going to guess. Nice Leather Jacket. Knocking at the door. Okay. Then you, you don't are. know. You don't, like, I would think if I was making music, I'd be all over Well, first of all, that. there's multiple streaming platforms, yeah. but this one right here is the most streamed Arkell song, and it's, uh... Oh, there we go. Are you happy about that? What, what, yeah, what goes I, through your mind? No, it's cool. <laughs> like, they I, got it wrong. They got it wrong. <laughs> it has to be, you know. No, you know what's cool, though, is that um, when I think about our set list and and also even the top streaming songs, it's like it's kind of throughout our entire catalog. I feel really fortunate and grateful for it because sometimes there's a lot of bands maybe have like their one big record. Yeah, but well, they like, spend their whole life writing that record, that right? Re- and then they got two years to write the next one. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like um, you knocking the doors off Morning Report, Leather Jackets off High Noon, but like Past Life and You Can Get It are from the last two records, and those are like big songs in our set. So the fact that there's, and, and Quitting You, mm. you know, it's like that's from, I don't know, I think Skin's going to be one that's going to hang around for a long time. So you kind of just want a couple from every record that you can like play in the set and, and people will be pumped about. Yeah, I feel like you... You figured it out. Like, some people kind of get lucky with that first album or whatever brought them to write it. But as you said, you're continually coming out with these songs. So you've obviously built that muscle in your brain that knows how to take what you're thinking and express it in the form of beautiful music. And if you're lucky, it ends up in an Adam Sandler movie. So Past Life was just in an Adam Sandler movie. Really? Oh, the one, uh, the uh, Bob Mitzvah one? In in the most, like, pivotal scene in the movie. Come on! I got so many text messages from it. I I haven't watched it yet, but it's it's also, like, surprisingly, the the highest rated Adam Sandler movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Of all what? time, is this possible? new one? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, maybe people were harsher back in the day or something. So does Adam reach out to you guys and say, "I'm really you know loving this"? We met song? him when they're filming here. His like assistant was a big Arkells fan, and then we got to meet him on set. And he was just everything you'd hope for. I hear he's yeah, like yeah, so he's down to earth, yeah. and he goes to play like basketball at random courts yeah, that's downtown. Exactly it. Yeah. And so, was that why they used the song, or was that just coincidental? You know, like, I, I feel like it's too much of a coincidence. I think the, I think he maybe remembered. Uh, and then maybe put the song. In. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know exactly how it came together, but there's definitely like some A to B happening there. Is he buddies with Will Forte? Oh yeah, Will Forte's in the past life video. Maybe I don't know. Uh your connection to the Raptors mm-hmm. got fired. Well, I mean, your connection to the team is you love the team and uh-huh. you love the franchise. But uh-huh. you know, Nick, you guys had a relationship. Yeah, I, I was talking to Nick uh, yesterday. On a, like, actually, we were doing like an interview for a 76ers website. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're playing in Philly in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Nick had an amazing run, and yeah, you know, and, and it obviously it's like... sad to see him go. But 
But, it's I mean, the business. It wasn't like he didn't do well in Toronto. He mm. brought a championship here. You know, like who yeah. does that and then gets fired? That was crazy. But I, I guess know. they just wanted to shake things up. Yeah, pro sports, man. It's, it's a tough beast. And uh, what about the Leafs? What are you, how are you feeling about the Leafs? Uh, well, I love the Leafs, but I also love Dubas, and Dubas is going to kick some ass in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah. right, because you, you guys had a relationship, too. Yeah. Like, you connected to all the sports franchises uh-huh. in and around the GTA. I have to be very GTA. careful, though, with my words, because I did a Leafs podcast last week, and they asked me, like, oh, are you going to be cheering for the Penguins? And, but it was a Leafs podcast, but a, yeah. Dubas is my boy, so I was like, yeah, I'll be cheering them for a bit. And then they posted that thing on Twitter. Oh, and then oh, Dubas, gotcha. goes, oh. Dubas goes, a bit? He texted me. <laughs> oh, not enough for Dubis. <laughs> hey. No, no. Well, honestly, Dubis uh, should be, if not the um, president of the Penguins, the prime minister of Canada. That guy, I'd put him in charge of literally anything. Really? really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, we only anything. see him leaning over the ledge, you know, either happy or frustrated or whatever. Yeah. We don't get to know him yeah, other than press conferences. Yeah, and he has to with every blowhard hockey fan out there. Oh, my oh. God. That has, has an idea. And, and Leaf- there's no worse city for blowhard hockey yeah, fans yeah. than, you know, the city of Toronto. <laughs> Leafs Nation. They're pretty tough. Uh, guys, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Thanks, Robert Max. This is great. Nick, Arkells. Yeah. Laundry pile out tomorrow, yeah. 2 p.m. Laundry mat, Ossington, near Dundas. Yeah. I already love the parts you don't like in yourself. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. This is a treat. We don't need some fancy hotel.